We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Two pitch, ball line to Yount, it's short, he throws, it's over! The Brewers have won the American League pennant! Milwaukee, you have a World Series! Hit in the air, Yount makes a great catch, and Juan Diemus has thrown the first no-hitter in Milwaukee Brewer history! Swings, and here it is! A base hit in the right center! He's done it. 3,000 for Robin. And there's a drive in the left field. This is hit well. And it's gone. Robin. A two-run home run. The Brewers take the lead. Morgan, a smash up the middle. Base hit the center. You're cruising for a bruising with me, Andrew Snyder. And me, Adam McGee. As we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers for the Eurostep Podcast Network and Blue Wire Podcast. Adam, story time, real quick. Uh, I found myself self in a similar mental state that you find yourself in. Uh, I was going on a lack of sleep today, probably, probably two hours of sleep. My dog, uh, Freddie, was anxious throughout the night kept going to the windowsill i don't know if he heard rabbits or squirrels some nocturnal animals just hanging around his anxiousness in turn made chip my other dog pretty anxious so you know not a lot of sleep was had on the brief anxious, moments i'm guessing made me anxious as well on the brief moments where i did find myself falling into slumber i was awoken by Three different versions of the same dream between the hours of 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. And then eventually I just woke up. The first time, heard a noise at the window in my bathroom. Walked over to the bathroom window. This isn't a dream, mind you. Uh, Pulled down the blinds. And staring back at me is like this demonic Charles Manson face. And I'm jolted awake. <laughs> the second time, again, between the hours of uh 4 and 6 a.m., I go to my bedroom window. Pull down the blinds, demonic Charles Manson face. The third and final time, in the dream, mind you, I'm not actually waking up until I'm jolted awake by the face, in which case I don't go and check what I just checked in the dream. It's, go to my S- front front it's door. It's Ruiz, right? Third time. Yes. The third time, again, Charles Manson. And then, you know, I'm up. And uh, we're just hanging out. And that's what these three games represented. Charles Manson coming to kill me. Uh, hey, Adam, how you doing? I also slept very poorly. I uh, I found myself in a situation yesterday where I knew I was set up for very bad sleep. Uh, Coca-Cola, Andrew, no free ads. But how many Cokes do you think in a day would be conducive to someone being able to sleep? I'm thinking no more than three or four in a day. Otherwise, you're getting to a tough spot. Well... I, I, I don't know if I've ever done this before in my life, and it just kind of happened. And like, yeah, I, I think I had six cokes yesterday, <laughs> which is just I felt terrible in every way. It was just bad. 
And I was asleep. Was it quality sleep? Was I waking up very soon after the days? Was I cramping? Look, I just mistakes were made. It was is there something is there something wider going on here? Is my experience is your had the brewers, did the brewers drink a lot of, you know, caffeinated soft drink? Um I I don't know. Have they not slept for days? What's what's the explanation here? Yeah. If you're listening to this, you know that the Milwaukee Brewers just got swept by the historically bad Oakland Athletics. These Athletics, I think, I haven't double-checked this yet, but I looked at it after the end of last week's podcast. They hadn't swept a team this year, so that that I do know. They That's their first sweep of the regular season. And then they've got a 2 out of 3 series win against the Pirates that we mentioned last week. 2 out of 3 against the Atlanta Braves, which led to the Braves having a team meeting. They lost a series and they said, this cannot stand. <laughs> And then uh, two out of three against the Kansas City Royals was my cursory research. If they won another series other than those, uh, I don't know about it. Yeah, a tough a tough weekend. Not a lot of fun baseball being played. The bats going cold. Starters that you need to be reliable, having early struggles. And then extra inning, just kick to the teeth. Uh, I saw Derek Van Riper of The Athletic, uh, who does a lot of great podcasts there, Brewers guy. Um, called this series uh, a gut punch just now on Twitter. And that's the best way that I can describe it, coming off the heels of taking two out of three against the Orioles, but then blowing game three. And you take three out of four against the Reds and fail to, you know, sweep that team. I can't remember how that finale went and if it was there for the taking because my brain is now scrambled eggs due to the aforementioned Charles Mansoning and just, you know, watching these three baseball games. But just like, what the hell is going on, man? I don't. I don't agree with gut punch because I feel like you've got to be more invested. It's got to, and maybe the extra innings loss individually was a gut punch. Game three, the Brewers certainly did their best to get it to true gut punch territory. Um, but I, I think calling this you a also gut had punch, a lead in that game. That's true. Calling this a gut punch as a series, though, I feel like is very flattering of the Brewers because this is just much more like embarrassing. You can't it can't be a punch of the guts if you just come out and you're being embarrassed right away. It's it's humiliation. Uh I we've I think we saw it coming. <laughs> just the worst part, in spite of them being better. Um, it always felt like a trap. In spite of that, the Brewers had not been swept by any team in Major League Baseball this season at home, and they decided to get swept by the Oakland A's, which that sure is something. Um, it's in line with some recent trends. Unfortunately, all the good that had resurfaced in the Orioles series just immediately gone. The concerns that we're having over certain... I think certain pitchers' inconsistencies are remaining a factor or concerns over, at this point, what is the majority of the bullpen. Um, they may they may increasingly be the silent majority, Andrew. I think they're, they're going to become less prominent, but when we do see a lot of them, we're not going to feel great about it. And, of course, I like while all of that is true, and I, I think there's quite a lot to blame on pitching for some of the losses the Brewers have had lately, uh, you can't do a whole lot. You know, you can pitch, you can pitch as well as you can humanly pitch. Just ask Julio Tehran, and uh, if you are not provided with any runs, doesn't really matter. Doesn't doesn't count for much. The offense is not good. You look at some of the lineups of late, and it's also like. Are we are we stunned the offense is not good? There are good players who have had very, very strong spells this season, and we would love for them to snap back into that now, or if not soon. But there are also lots of guys, and we've talked about maybe elements of riding the look of some kind of really hot streaks from, say, an Andrew Monasterio-type figure. There's a bunch of Nashville sounds on this roster right now, and whatever whatever magic might have been playing into things to begin with is not there now. And offensively, this feels like the most that they've just been 
really lacking and short in a roster sense. Um, we'll get into news and notes now, I'm sure, and we'll talk about some of the happenings with people who could come back. And I don't know, I don't know if any of this makes us feel better or worse. I mean, there might be one thing that makes us feel better. Um, but there's there's positive things even happening down in Nashville, and I'm like, it's great. Will it happen with the Brewers? Mm, not sure. They need to work some stuff out. I mean, the one the one thing to be fair to the Brewers, uh, I think it would be disingenuous of us to just like blow past it. They've had like how many days in total was it in a row with games? Like they just haven't had days off. They've had like what one day off in like twenty days or something, or two days off in twenty days. Yeah, They're what about... was the stretch they were just on? Was it thirteen games in thirteen days? It's something like that. Like that's that is tough <laughs> at a certain point, and particularly when you are stretched and you're not playing your best at all. I guess that's got to catch up, and maybe that's part of what we see here. If that's the case. Thankfully. Some time off is coming. I would recommend that the Brewers let those guys rest up and clear their head rather than agonize over what went wrong against the A's. Because part of it could just be it's been a really tough run of the schedule and things aren't going right and that all compounded itself in a pure, again, humiliation. Um, But whatever way you spin it, whether there's good reason or not, this is bad. They have been in a, in a spot where it's like, okay, you're out in front of the NL Central, go take control. The A's, it looked like they'd helped us out. They hurt the Pirates a little bit, and then here we are, one game back of the Pirates again, the NL Central. Which, that can flip in an instant, you know? It's not the end of the world. But let's say if this continues into two games with the Twins, if you don't do well there, then you've got three with the Pirates. Don't want to lose those three. All of a sudden, the gap opens up in a pretty significant way. You're in a bad division, and honestly, you're looking like pretty lucky to be above 500. So, wildcard isn't something you can think too much about right now. It's a really big week. Really, really big week coming up. Yeah, we'll go to the uh, the news and notes first. Uh First, I guess some of the uh, the injury related news and on the bad side of things, uh, Bennett Sousa and Jake Cousins both landing on the 15 day IL. Sousa with left shoulder nerve irritation, Jake Cousins with right shoulder inflammation. Uh, both guys have been struggling in their most recent. Are, are um, we buying that? I I actually uh, I missed that news until now. So you've just broken that to me and. Uh, in the sense that every pitcher at any time probably are all the bad performers qu- injured though. It's like sometimes I, guys just have to be bad, Andrew. It's okay; they're allowed to be. It's it's normal. This is life. Yeah, but more so than I think position players, just by the nature of if you if you say something's wrong with their throwing arm, you can probably say, "Look at that on the MRI." That there's some sure. sort of so I I think that's the like the relief pitcher and starting pitcher just life hack so they can get away with stashing guys on the IL. Uh, what this, so Cousins had been sent down to Nashville. Um, so obviously he was not on the 26-man roster, had not yet pitched in his return to Nashville. So the team rescinds his option, and now he's on the Major League IL. Uh, to replace Sousa, Tyson Miller's called up. I think this is his third stint with the team this season. Pitched a scoreless mm-hmm. inning against the Athletics. So there was uh, one thing. Uh on the, the positive end of the injury news, uh, Sal Freelich, uh returning to playing uh, following his April thumb surgery. So I think they have him. Uh, they have him playing in the uh, complex right now. Is that is that that's, what's going that's on? That's where he was coming back for sure. Yeah. Yep. So Freelich, obviously. Uh, Craig Council quoted on Saturday says, I think Sal's job is one to get healthy. And obviously, if you're playing games, you're deemed healthy. He's got to log some at bats at a minimum for sure. He's got to get to triple A and play for a while at a minimum. And then Sal's job is to play well enough to say, hey, he's got to be here. Pretty simple. Uh, my take is that I think if Sal shows any 
brief semblance of if, if he, he has makes a two-hit contact game, in AAA, yeah. he's going to be on the Brewers roster. Right. If he, uh, yeah, if he has a one-hit game and then hits another ball to the warning track, they're going to be like, he's ready. He's proven he has to be here. And you know what? I endorse this wholeheartedly. Let me see what Sal Freelix got once he's fully healthy. Obviously, it'll take at least a few weeks to get him back into uh, playing shape. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Uh, Tyrone Taylor has undergone an elbow injection. Uh, a cortisone shot, I think, is what it was reported as here in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. So shut down another week and then ramps up physical activity after that. Missed all of spring training in the first 28 games uh, with that same elbow issue like i don't know this sounds this like something is, yeah that sounds get... like we're kicking a can down the road on that one yeah so uh we'll see free look hopefully soon tyron taylor who knows uh wade miley made his uh rehab start today through five innings and pitched well from from what i saw uh i had the bally sports graphic up i don't right now um and then Eric Wade Lauer, Miley, f- five scoreless innings. No, I don't know yeah, his five, pitch count, but he went five scoreless. Five scoreless. So maybe we see Miley back in the rotation uh, over the next week or so. And then Eric Lauer allowed five runs in two innings in Nashville. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's I. I that's it, just it such looks, a colossal problem. Like uh, I, I think there's part of that that we. At this point, and because it's going on a while, and we're, we're maybe not locking in enough on just how big a blow that is to the Brewers with everything else going on, that Eric Lauer just... I, it may not be cut out for baseball all of a sudden. Like, really, really wild. Um, We had questions, I guess, over a DIL stint there. And certainly, if you're going to do that, and then he's going to come back, and his two rehab starts have... I mean, I'm pretty sure he got lit up in the first one too, if I remember correctly. He's just—it's really terrible. Like I, I don't, I don't know what to do there. And as much as we've talked over over a year plus now about you know what the bad Eric Lara game looks like, or we've talked about the solo shots he gives up, what we would do for you know 
Eric Lauer to just give up a couple of solo shots and to give the Brewers six innings. We'd be very, very happy with that. So, so far removed for that. It's a real, real problem. Um, I don't know. I'm not, you're more experienced at what happens when this happens than I am, but I'm certainly not feeling any kind of optimism for the short term or the medium term or maybe even the long term with this because this just seems... Like, something has really gone wrong. Maybe it is health-related, but if it is, whatever this short IL stint was, it's clearly not the solution. Yeah. I I, I would imagine we'll see him in Nashville going for, for the foreseeable future. Especially, I mean, I guess his pitch count wasn't very high today. Um, he goes two innings, eight hits. Seven runs, five of them earned, two walks, one strikeout, one homer. So, not great. Um, Jesse Winker also played in this game. Went 0 for 3 with a strikeout. Um, Mike Barrasso played in this game. Do you want to give got... Jesse Winker's overall stats, though? I mean, I, maybe you don't, you're not even aware of this. I mean, he's got two homers in four games. Uh, I was I was trying to uh He's got a, if... a 1306 OPS. He's just absolutely crushing it. Out there with the sounds, um, two hits, nine at bats. How many? We've got three walks, a couple of homers. Certainly a lot better than we've seen of him at any point with the Brewers this year. Um, is that is that good, Andrew? Is that a positive? I like again. I just have no idea. Really, I'm not very confident putting stock in. We certainly would have hoped in the off season when news of a Jesse Winker acquisition came true that, oh yeah, Jesse Winker could do some filthy things at Nashville. We thought he might do some nice things at the Brewers too, and that has not been happening. Uh, Optimism, he's nope. fixed. Maybe he's fixed. Uh, you know, I'll I'll see how beyond these nine at bats play out before we uh. We start to form any opinions, but if if you know we're looking for reasons for optimism, what was one thing that he was not doing in Milwaukee? Adam hitting for any semblance of power, and he's got two homers in a week. Who knows? Who knows? Another man I know that hit endless amounts of homers in Nashville. His name's Keston Hira, and we'll, we're still waiting for him to to be healthy. Uh. Do we have any other bits of news that came across the ledger? Obviously, Bryce Durang played in this game as well. Mike Brasso seems like it's been a struggle for him since getting back to Nashville. Uh, anything else that we missed before we dive into the wide world of Oakland Athletic sweeps? I believe that is that is it. Um, I know Bryce... J- Jason Alexander was slated to make a, a re. He had to start in the, the complex on Friday. I, I could not find the stats for that, but uh, I assume he got that in. Actually, I didn't hear on that either. So, yeah, let's let's hope so. I mean, just anyone on their way back is good news as long as they're not getting absolutely obliterated like Eric Lauer is. Um, I know Bryce had a double and a stolen base. I don't know beyond that what his numbers have looked like, but some early signs of life and you know what let's let's show a lot of life and let's get back up here Bryce because I really I just don't know the alternatives are a whole lot better but anyway. I forgot uh affiliate baseball was going on just because you know I was so immersed in the world of major league baseball and all the fun I was having watching that so anyway first game of the series Friday night Sam Maul on the mound against Adrian Hauser. Sam Maul, an opener, who would be followed by Luis Medina. Hauser uh, had another one of his tough starts after seemingly locking in and providing some some really tremendous starts, especially um, in his most recent one. Uh, in the first inning, uh, Ramon Laureano slices a triple down the right field line, scoring Estee Uri Ruiz and Ryan Noda. Throw to the plate. Uh, could have gotten Noda, but it uh, looks like Contreras' tag was just a bit high up on his chest. They reviewed the play and deemed that he got his hand onto the plate before the tag was landed. Um, in the second inning, another 
another bit of damage by our old friend to say Ruiz single celeste score Shea Langa leaders it's four nothing uh athletics after the second inning the Brewers uh would then try and claw back against Luis Medina who is now on the mound in the second inning Blake Perkins double celeste score Joey Weimer uh Luis Arias hits his first hit of the season a double to right field that almost got out of the ballpark to score Blake Perkins it's four to two after the second uh Hauser for for his day um just a lot of traffic on the base paths and uh, those guys coming around to score four innings pitch, six hits, uh, five runs. They were all earned four walks, four strikeouts. Uh, if this were a game against, uh, say like, I don't know the Yankees, Adam, this would be one where you, you say to me, or we say to each other, like, you know, once out of every four Adrian Hauser starts, this is in the budget. I think against the A's is kind of what made it, um, uh, uh, a little more sour tasting. Well, it's it's also not once out of four because he was phenomenal in his previous start, but the one before that was bad too. So we're two of three yeah. bad starts here. Um, and yeah, when one's coming against the A's, that's all the more concerning. Like, <laughs> it's not just though. It would be nice to see Adrian Hauser get back to be good, Adrian Hauser for his next start. I think he has to because otherwise, then. The good stuff is starting to get outweighed slowly but surely, and that is not what the Brewers need right now. Having said that, if Wade Miley returns, Julio Tehran is pitching out of his mind. He's uh, That's honestly, I, I wish the Brewers were just a little bit better right now so we could focus, well, I mean, we'll talk about it in a second, but focus a little bit more on just like how cool that story is, the feel-good element of that, because it's not like, oh, yeah. He's doing well in a way that, you know, your Colum Rays, your Jason Alexanders of the world have done well. He's being unbelievable. But Hauser was not on this occasion after showing really the best of what he can do in his last outing. And did he put the Brewers behind the eight ball in the first inning? And then the second inning was only making it worse. And right now, it doesn't take much for it to be like, oh, well, this game is out of reach for the Brewers' offense. Certainly, that was the way things progressed through most of this series. And you open up a game like this. It's just bad news. I mean, I, w- I wish that wasn't the case. There's nothing insurmountable about five runs, except kind of is for the Brewers right now. Yep. Uh, Hauser pitched into the fifth. Uh Walk Seth Brown to lead off the inning, then Ramon Laureano singles. That would be the end of Hauser's day. We got uh, some more of the uh, Trevor McGill experience. He walks Jace Peterson uh, to load the bases. Jonah Bride hits a sacrifice fly that scores Seth Brown. He walks J.J. Blade to load the bases again, and then he strikes out Shea Langleaders and gets Kevin Smith to foul out. Um, the Brewers were done scoring at that point, though, so, so uh, some, some nice bounce-back performances by some guys in the bullpen for the Brewers, but it wouldn't really matter because they couldn't do anything against uh, the A's bullpen. But Hobie Milner does go two scoreless just to walk and two strikeouts. Bryce Wilson score a scoreless inning with two strikeouts. Um, uh, on the other side of things, Luis Medina following Sam Mull as the opener was pretty decent in limiting the Brewers scoring chances, obviously to what they would scrape across in that second inning, five innings pitch, three hits, two earned runs, three walks, six strikeouts. And then old friend Lucas Ursek. Provides two scoreless. Uh, obviously, a great story for him uh, to get to the big leagues and be carving out a role for himself with the athletics. Uh, some stories uh, in the athletic from and the Journal Sentinel in the past few years about his struggles with alcoholism and him celebrating three years of sobriety this weekend. And uh, so it came at the Brewers' expense, but still a, a nice uh, story to see Urseg kind of find his legs at the major league level and perform pretty well. Uh, Tyson Miller also gives a scoreless inning uh, for the Brewers. So other than Hauser and the beginning of McGill's inning, some good work by uh, some of the bullpen guys. And <laughs> as we're seeing in the coming weeks, the musical chairs in the bullpen is is going to be an experiment to see who can settle into some high leverage roles because right now it's, uh, it's a guessing game sometimes. Should we move on to... Uh, the game two of the series, Adam? Yeah, guessing game is a very kind way of putting that. So <laughs> let's leave it at a guessing game for the moment at least to move on to game two. Um, 
yeah, Julio Tehran, the story that should be getting more shine, but he doesn't get run support when he starts. Score some runs for Julio Tehran. He deserves it. Uh, outstanding again. Seven innings pitched, six hits, just one earned run, a walk, and six strikeouts. Uh, the run came in the fifth inning on a J.J. Blade ground out. There could have been another run um, in this game, not to discredit uh, some of the the pitching that Julio Tehran did, um, but we had a great relay from Joey Weimer to Willie Adamas to home to throw out Jonah Bride uh, to in the second inning. Weimer showing off the arm, Adamas showing off the arm. Uh, so another thing that uh, in the loss gets overshadowed because if that run had been kept off the board and they just could have scraped some things across in the ninth inning or in extra innings, we're talking about a game-saving play from Adamas and Weimer, but uh, it was not to be. Weimer, uh, worth, worth noting, first Brewer in franchise history to have two outfield assists in a single inning. Yeah, and early, earlier in the inning, he threw out um, Ramon Laureano going for a double, I think was the, the other uh, play there. But uh, yeah, Paul Blackburn on the mound for the A's, kind of shut down the Brewers. Um, six innings pitch, four hits, no runs, a walk and five strikeouts. The Brewers' lone run in this game would come in the eighth inning. Richard Lovelady on the mound uh, would face William Contreras, who would pinch hit for Rowdy Tellez. William Contreras sends a home run uh, into center field to make it one-to-one. Uh, Elvis Peguero provided scoreless relief. Devin Williams pitched a scoreless night to get to the 10th inning. Um, uh, and then Yoel Piamps uh, would allow the inherited runner to score on a uh, not the hardest hit single in the world. Uh, Tony Kemp scores, makes it 2-1. And then the Brewers can't do anything in the bottom of the 10th. The A's come away with a 2-1 extra inning win. And, you know, the story from the Brewers in should be Julio Tehran. Four starts now uh as a brewer and has just been excellent and vital during a time when they need guys that can reliably go out there and not allow runs because as we've seen at the first game of the series and in the last game of the series guys that you were expecting to be well i guess hauser was expected to be uh, a bullpen arm before all the injuries uh took shape but pretty brought in the final game another guy you're expecting to you know be rock solid in your rotation not getting it done but tayron is I think Piamps is a little bit unlucky, and in turn, the Brewers are here too because honestly, pretty good pitch and a weird, weird, yeah. well manufactured hit. Um, that I don't know how it really got anywhere. I don't know how it got out of the infield, but it was it ultimately ended up being perfectly judged, got through the gap, and yeah, that's gets the zombie runner to score, and that's all she wrote in this one. I, I just, I am kind of in awe of Julio Tehran. I just, the fact that he was out there and he is being able to deliver, I mean, we talked about it at the time because obviously you are more than familiar with his past work as, it's worth noting, a very, very high level major league pitcher in his pump, but to have reached as long out of the league as he had, and to just be dropped back in, and like not just it's the quality, it's the volume, everything. It's like completely unfazed. He's been able to deliver on all counts, which you'd even think, okay, if the stuff was working great, it feels like you would have anticipated more of a build up to getting able to go seven innings and like throw ninety eight pitches, and he's just he's delivered all of it all at once. Which... Tip my hat. The, the... Yeah, there was a little more gas in the tank. Not much more, or probably much more. I would have to look at his average fastball velocity, but he was never like a power guy. But functionally, like in your brain, this is what it looked like when he was at his best. And like, it's very similar to, to like how it felt to watch Julio Tehran pitch when he was just a guy that could go out there and give you bulk innings and, you know, be a really solid mid to top of the rotation starter. Uh, so for whatever he does the rest of the season, for what he's done now, it's just absolutely been incredible, especially just not being in the major leagues last year, as we mentioned, and starting the season out in El Paso in the Padres organization to go out there and turn in four excellent starts. Uh, yeah, like you said, just we, we tip all of our caps to Tehran. Um, the final game of this series, 
Freddy Peralta on the mound against J.P. Sears. And uh, it got off, <laughs> it got off to a great start. Uh, Christian Yelich homers in the second to make it one to nothing. Brewers. Owen Miller doubles in the third, scoring Andre Monasterio to make it two nothing. And in the fourth inning, everything got away from Freddy Peralta. Um, Seth Brown at the plate with Ryan Noda and Ramon Laureano on homers to make it three two. Brent Rooker, uh, who was tweeting about uh. The hotel ghosts uh, before the series, the, apparently. History, yeah. Yeah, apparently they blessed his bat in this game because Brent Rooker followed that with a home run to left field to make it 4-2. to two. In the sixth, the Brewers would get another run back. Blake Perkins singled um, to make it 4-3. Uh, to three. Uh, And then in the seventh inning, things would uh, start to continue to snowball to get worse. Uh, Kevin Smith homers off of Bryce Wilson to make it five to three athletics. Uh, Hobie Miller then to his credit comes in and uh, gets an out to end that inning. Um, and then another out in the next inning. So two back to back promising outings from Hobie because as we had mentioned, he had not been uh, used quite so much lately. And we were a bit puzzled by that in the ninth uh, Peter Shreslecki on the mound and rough inning for Shreslecki that ended up putting this game out of reach. And we, see how important that was when we get to the bottom of the ninth inning. Estee Ruiz <laughs> torments his former organization, double to left uh, scores, Tony Kemp and Carlos Perez. Uh, Ryan Noda follows with a single to left to score Ruiz. It goes from uh, five to three to eight to three, all in that top of the ninth inning. And then uh, the Brewers would, would get a stew going in the ninth and, you know, start to make us believe like something could happen. Uh, with two outs in the inning, William Contreras draws a walk. Uh, Willie Adamas singles to put himself on first and Contreras on third. Adamas takes second on fielder's indifference. Uh, Christian Yelich walks. Caratini steps up to the plate to pinch it for Luis Arias. He walks in a run, scoring Contreras to make it 8-4. to four. Sam Long comes on to pitch for Oakland. Uh, Abraham Toro at the plate, who had come in earlier in the game. Singles to right to score Willie Adamas and Christian Yelich. At that point, it's 8-6. to six. Um, Athletics, Brewers clawing back with uh, runners on the corners and two outs. Blake Perkins grounds out to third after what was a pretty good at bat, honestly, for him. He saw a lot of pitches and gave himself a chance. Uh, as you noted to me, I turned the TV off pretty quickly after then. Noticeably distraught in the dugout. But, uh, yeah, ultimately... Uh, the runs in the fourth and in the ninth are probably going to be the story of this game because that's where it got away from the Brewers and just too little too late with the bats. Where, where are you out on ghosts? Um, like, I'm wondering, should we take Brent Rooker's word for this? Or, I mean, it would be, we would be stepping up in the world now if we were to go this route. But I wonder, should our next, you know, trip, should we be like, you know, we got we to gotta sample the Fister. Check the I've, I mean, I've been hearing about this from NBA teams for years too. Like it is, it is one of the more famous things for all sporting teams who visit Milwaukee is the the supposedly haunted Fister Hotel. But it's look, it only brought good things to the A's. Can we get the Brewers? Could the Brewers have like a team bonding session where they get no sleep, but it's because of the ghosts, the Fister, and then they, I don't know, roll off a bunch of runs. Yeah, it's that's a that's an interesting question that you open up for maybe an episode of Make Time for this. You know, my policy uh, it might be an episode of Cruiser for Brewers if they keep if they if they decide to get swept by teams like the A's, you know, more often. Well, my relationship with the spiritual world is very interesting. Uh, I many listeners may subscribe to our Substack where I post the Master Brewer leaderboard. The working title for that uh, right now, the one I have drafted, is "There Is No God." So, uh, you know. Maybe maybe the the ghost that was haunting me last night that kept me from sleeping, uh, can I can like attract like more powerful ghosts in the positive sense, like Brent Rooker found, and maybe that starts with staying at the Fister next time we're in town. As as for the game, I mean, <laughs> I, I think there is an element, and I I saw plenty of people on Twitter who were quick to it of the second guessing the strategy and not getting Devin out there. In the ninth, just why not? 
He's not playing a whole bunch otherwise. Get him out there. Give yourself a chance. And ultimately, the Brewers do manage to get some offense going. You lose by two runs up because you gave up three runs of your own in the ninth to really, really pad things out for the A's. I don't know. I like it's it feels easy to say in retrospect. I guess there's you've nothing to lose with it when he's not pitching a whole lot anyway. You're not really going to be overdoing it. And you have two days off coming. One day off? Two days off? You got one Monday, one Thursday, so Okay, so one before this series and then one after. So I think they could have done that. Mightn't have been a bad idea. It doesn't necessarily mean things play it the way they did after that and the Brewers come out with a win or anything, but I think that's an interesting idea generally. Um I I mean I could say that I like that they did show a bit of fight and found something, but really they were just dealing with pitchers who had lost all control and were just walking the Brewers for fun. And it just got close enough again to be a little bit more annoying than it was gonna be when the A's were going to blow the doors off. Not very good, but once again, you look at the lineup and you look at a lot of decisions, and it's like, what are we what are we expecting right now? There, there are parts of this that just don't add up and certainly aren't adding up to major league wins. An apt ending for a series that I don't think we're going to forget very easily, but the Brewers... Players need to forget. They need to just move on, pretend it didn't happen, pick back up as the team that was able to get a series over the Orioles. Yeah, that's the uh, the pull-your-hair-out part about this. Because you have in your mind, you know what you just saw. Like, you saw them win baseball games against a good team. and Should have come, swept them. Come very close to sweeping them. Um, another instance where maybe if Devin Williams pitches in that game a little earlier, or did he even make it into that game? I don't know. I don't think he did. Um, you do. Um, but anyway, another uh, we'll another tough Peter Strzelecki. I mean, actually, that's that's the the common theme to both of those again, which is another problem. It's someone who was very reliable. That's you can look at two games that ultimately ended up close and uh, under different circumstances. Maybe the Brewers come away with wins. And in both cases, Peter Strzelecki was just leaking runs at the worst possible time, and they cost you. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, you wonder uh, if Craig will be asking himself some questions about how the high leverage innings should shake out moving forward. Uh, like you said, you all Piamps uh, got unlucky in the uh, softly hit game winning RBI. Uh, in the second game of the series, he had some struggles with homers recently, but for the most part has been one of the better arms in the back half of the bullpen. And then you see Elvis Piguero come out like pitching really well. Is it time to see him in more high leverage spots or do they not want to mess with, you know, kind of what's working? Obviously you and I talked about Hobie getting uh, back to seeing more innings, uh, finding that balance between, you know, overusing him and getting, you know, getting what you need out of him. And I think this series may have been returned more to that, even though it didn't end well. So yeah, a lot to, to work through over the next few weeks. I think to your point, the two off days this week are probably good. Like just, you know, give guys a chance to just not think about major league baseball <laughs> and uh, put this series to rest. Cause you know, no sense in letting it linger. Uh, should we, take a brief tour down the master brewer leaderboard and revisit the performances that, that were good. Sure. I thought you were going to burst into song there and give us some cranberries, but it's, it's, it's probably <laughs> for the best forever. If you I, don't do that. And we do, we talk standings and we talk upcoming schedule until I got haunted last night. I, uh, I was trying to find uh Fleetwood Mac lyrics that would really work as an emotional opener. Uh, if they had won game three, uh, I was going to go with don't stop thinking about tomorrow, you know, try and spin an optimistic view into the, the rest of the week, but I didn't have it in me after the haunting. And then the sweep. Um, I love how I've turned bad dreams into me being haunted just because of a comment about Brent Rooker. That's Listen, uh, we, we talk dreams again. Like you're just, you're all over the cranberries here. Whether you know it or not, you do dreams and you're talking about not letting things linger. 
Let's let's I'm very just fire ahead. I'm very supportive of the bands from your country. That's um, that's very true. Uh, Julio Tehran, two beers, seven innings pitch, one hit or one walk, six hits, one run, six strikeouts. Again, just fantastic uh, addition to the team so far. Owen Miller, five for twelve, uh, one walk, one RBI, uh, multi hits in every game. Blake Perkins, three for seven, a walk, a run, two RBI. Hobie Milner, two and two thirds innings pitch, two walks, but no runs, three strikeouts. And Elvis Pagero, uh, two innings pitch, one walk, no runs, and uh, two strikeouts for Elvis on the series. His ERA is down to 2.28. Um, so just, you know, the the headliner, I guess the name we were all talking about during the Hunter Renfro trade was Jansen Junk. But the real gem so far has been Elvis Pagero, who's been uh, very good. Through 66 games, Devin Williams leads the way with 15. Brian Anderson and Joey Weimer on 11. Peter Treslecki with 10. Christian Yelich, Bryce Wilson, Rowdy Tellez and Owen Miller with 9. Corbin Burns, Yoel Pimps, and William Contreras with 8. Willie Adamas and Elvis Pagero on 7. Hobie Miller and Bryce Durang with 6. Julio Tehran, Freddie Peralta, Wade Miley, Garrett Mitchell, Colin Ray with 5. Adrian Hauser and Victor Caratini with 4. Blake Perkins, Jesse Winker, Eric Lauer, Jake Cousins with 3. Trevor McGill, Brandon Woodruff, Gus Varlon, Javi Guerra, Tyrone Taylor, Andre Monasterio with two. Luke Voigt, Mike Brasso, Matt Bush, Tyson Miller, Darren Ruff, and Abraham Toro with a single beer. And we'll look ahead, Adam. A Monday off day, as we mentioned, uh, before a brief trip to Minnesota to face off against the first place Minnesota Twins, who are 33-33 and at time of recording this. So the AL Central and the NL Central have a lot in common. Um Handshake emoji. Yes, handshake emoji. Uh, Corbin Burns on the mound uh, against Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez obviously was in the uh, Luis Arias trade uh, with the Marlins, between the Marlins and the Twins. Uh, Lopez, a quality starting pitcher. I think we saw a pretty good outing from him against the Brewers last year as a Marlin. Um, 4-2-5 ERA um, with 92 strikeouts this season thus far. And then uh, Colin Ray on the mound against Bailey Ober. I think Bailey Ober is uh, uh, a, a North Carolina native. Yep, right there, Huntersville, North Carolina. So, sorry, can't be on your side um, for this game, Bailey. And then an off day on Thursday, June 15th, and then three games with Pittsburgh at American Family Field. Obviously, that series looms large as the Brewers find themselves uh, coming off of a four-game losing streak. Don't feel great right now about the Hauser and Peralta and them being in that Pirate series is not ideal. Freddie, I mean, we saw some really good stuff from Freddie early. It's just worth noting. ERA is rapidly approaching five. He's he's a four seventy tree now. So from what was a very, very strong start, home runs are a problem for him. And yeah, we really need him to find it. The Brewers just they can't afford it. And if ever there's a time for that to happen, it'll be against the Pirates. But before that, let's get Corbin Burns out doing Corbin Burns stuff again. Um, That would be very, very helpful. And if Colin Ray can give what he's given more often than not, too, maybe they can get two wins against the Twins, get back in a good position, maybe edge back ahead in first place in the NL Central, going into that absolutely pivotal series with the Pirates. Yeah. You know, I want to encourage our listeners to not think about baseball the rest of the day. Listen to this podcast, and then, uh, you know, go about your work day, and then go to a brewery or a nice restaurant. A brewery? Or go get some ice, or go a get some ice cream. brewery's a bit too close, though. They're going to, you know, it's... They're gonna think go to of the a, brewers. Go to a vineyard, a winery, and uh, go taste, go taste. go see go see a Star Wars. Everyone, go go go, go to see the a movies. Star Wars. I'm gonna go to a funeral, not for the brewers, and then I'm gonna drive to the beach and sit on the the beach and drink a, a nice cocktail, not a beer. Andrew's life, as you're all probably learning, is really something. He starts with his Charles Manson dreams. He then says he's going to go to a funeral and then go to the beach. And all of that is true. <laughs> that does it for us for this episode.
make sure you subscribe where you get your podcasts so you don't miss any future episodes. Hopefully, the next one after. Well, there's only one way to get a series win in a two game series. Well, let's hope we've got that from the Brewers. We have uh, sweep sweeps for three game series. We have mops for four game series. What is what is uh, a two game? What do we get? We will, I'll come up with a term if it happens. Is it like it like the like a handheld dustpan? You know, like the dustpan and brush that come. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, I like about? that. I like that. I, yeah. I think that that's gotta be that's gotta be two game sweep. Yeah, um, that works. Make sure you check out the rest of the GSPN podcast too. Eurostep Podcast Network, the main feed, the home for all things Milwaukee books. Uh, we'll have a crossover pod coming up there pretty soon, I hope, I believe. I say before, plans are being locked in. That surely won't jinx anything. But, yeah, myself, Jordan, representing Win and Six, Ty Windish, Rowan Caddy, of course, although Rowan, Rowan is living life large, you know. So we'll work something out. We'll have a podcast there very soon. So if you want to hear about the... I guess what's pretty much the finalized staff, all the new books assistants and talk of Chris Milton's surgery and all that kind of stuff. Check out Eurostep Podcast Network. Episode will be dropping all of that in the next day or so. Talk of the Tundra, place for all things Green Bay Packers. Jordan and Numa, because you're guides. I can't think of better guides personally myself, Andrew. I'd follow Jordan and Numa anywhere. I would ride on Numac's shoulders into the gates of hell if he started a war <laughs> with Satan. So there we go. And last but by no means least, make time for this. Our podcast for all things pop culture, from movies, for TV show. Most recently, we talked about Master Gardener and the films of Paul Schrader. If that sounds interesting to you, you should definitely listen. Don't know what any of the words I just said were. Well, shame on you. Go, go learn about Paul Schrader and then listen. Until the next time. Thanks again to all of you for listening. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Adam. <laughs>